0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, House of Havoc proudly presents their podcast tag team champions of the world, the big guy Chris Johansson, the muskrat Alicino, and as always, I'm that My, the death of K F
1: Professional wrestling is an ever-changing and ever-evolving business where one week a wrestler can be on top of the world and in a matter of weeks can be forgotten. One thing that remains the same in professional wrestling is the fact that past, present, and future are always on display at the same time. This was never more evident than when four men came together to form Evolution. A legend with his confidence lost, a cocky young superstar determined to derail his career before it even gets started, an injury-prone monster looking to find his way in an unfamiliar business, the veteran who was in his prime of his career, looking to make an impact in an ever-changing landscape. What do these four men have in common? Ric Flair, Randy Orton, Dave Batista, and Triple H formed Evolution, a faction where past, present, and future came together to dominate a WWE without the rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the death the death of Kayfabe's take on one of the most important factions in the last 20 years.
2: So let's be honest for a second. I'm wearing Saatchi De DiDenero. This hoodie... This has got to be the most comfortable thing that I've worn in a while. So if you're going to wear this, make sure you wear it on Monday. Why?
0: Because it's motivated money-making Monday morning, baby.
2: And if it's not Monday, you better make sure it's on a Friday.
0: It's Fresh Cut Friday on Fresh Fit Friday. And we got codes for this the holiday season. What are they? The code is HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, at checkout for 10% off your total purchase. That's SachiDDeniro.com. Brand new release, brand new arrivals, the new Saatchi hoodie. It's got the logo embossed on the hood. They're available in clay and gray blue. You want to go get those fast? Come on, go get it now. Saatchi Di Di always authentic, never counterfeit.
2: Evolution. What a stable. Like a complete pillar to what we know now as, as these factions. Combined build weight of 1,027 pounds, the muscle in Batista and Triple H with the young looks of uh, Randy Orton and the wisdom of Ric Flair, right? That's what we'll call it. They debuted January 20th, 2003, and they officially officially disbanded October 3rd of 2005. And they made appearances in 2007 and 2014, wrestling. They had a little run in 2014. And then they made uh, an appearance in 2018 just to kind of be there. They didn't wrestle. So I'll kick it to you first, Whitey. Give me the whole beginning of Evolution, the idea behind it, and the member that never was.
1: So, Evolution was obviously uh, in the brainchild of Triple H. He went to Vince McMahon, and at the time, he had a tremendous amount of sway with Vince because The Rock and Austin, the two top guys, were gone. So, obviously, that top spot needed to be occupied by someone, and who better than Triple H at the time? You know, since 1995 one of the most reliable performers in the company um you know barring his injuries he was always you know just the top of the card so at the time you know triple h as we all know was a huge fan of rick flair and mm-hmm. rick flair at the time really had just kind of lost his confidence you know he he wanted to come out wrestling in a t-shirt and triple h wanted to restore that confidence in 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 Na- the nature boy rick flair so he they became partners, in a way, uh, on uh, September 22nd of 2002. like Ric Flair came out to help Triple H beat Rob Van Dam. Um, and from that point on, Ric Flair would walk Triple H down to the ring. So that was the, the beginning stages of the formation. And because the company had lost The Rock, because they had lost Stone Cold Steve Austin, there needed to be New stars made. And Triple H, with his confidence, said, I'm going to take two guys and I'm going to make them. And from day one, like everyone else, he saw that Randy Orton had it. You know, the guy was, right. you know, we can go on and on Second and on. Second generation. Third generation, right? Uh, third, third third generation. And it's the guy who was just giving all the tools in the world. He looks great. He can talk. He can wrestle. He's an athlete. I mean, you name it, he had it. Um, so Triple H handpicked Randy Orton to be the newest member. Of what was eventually going to become Evolution, it wasn't called Evolution at that point. But also at that time, you know, they felt like they, were, Vince and them, thought they were going to transition Rick into more of a managerial role. So they had this guy Batista, who was the deacon Batista. He was with uh Devon Dudley, kind of floundering around. <laughs> yeah, floundering. Absolutely. I mean, they had, and he was, he came up. Batista came up in that phenomenal OVW class, and. The head of the OVW at the time was Jim Cornette. And he told Batista, you're going to work like a monster. You Sidewalk slam, body slams. You're not going to sell a bunch. We're going to call you Leviathan. You're going to come out with chains around your neck. So Vince liked the look of this guy with chains around his neck. So why not attach those chains to a donation box and put him with the Deacon, Batista, uh, de- the, not the Deacon, uh, with uh, Reverend Devon. Let's yeah. take
0: a character that's named Leviathan, which is essentially a demon from a, the deep. Demon. And let's take him and do a 180. Now he's a preacher, or he's with the preacher. And he's well, a I think it's just Vince. Too many cooks in the kitchen. I exactly. think
2: from backstage perspective, I think I think Triple H knew that he wasn't going to be a main event player with that character, with that role. No, you were never going to get over as a main event guy.
1: He's just he, he would have been another uh, A Train, another right. You know, just a big guy so, that No, Not not that I'm shitting on A Train. A Train is a was a. Good worker and a phenomenal, a, a phenomenal trainer. Coach, yeah. Phenomenal coach. But the guy, you know, they they never gave him the right character, whether it was uh what was Tensai? The, yeah, Tensai or A Train or Albert. I mean, they just Prince Albert, they never knew what to do with the guy. Right. And Triple H saw the potential of Batista because of how athletic he was, because of his look, he had the mic skills. I mean, you know, the guy would walk into a room and every girl was looking at this guy. I mean, he was everything that you could want in a wrestler.
2: So from a backstage perspective. Right. Let's not talk about it on screen at all right now. They're forming the group. Orton set in stone. Flair set in stone. Obviously Triple H, the leader, set in stone. The fourth member wasn't always Batista.
1: No, it was at the beginning. It was. What happened was they formed the group. They, uh, who was it? Orton came out with you know because Flair was with Triple H and Batista. Mm-hmm. Then they came out. They were. uh Triple H was in a program with Scott Steiner, so they were having a beatdown on Scott Steiner. Here comes Randy Orton, who at the time was just coming back from his shoulder injury. He had uh, popped his shoulder out because mm-hmm. Orton used to do these like eight foot drop kick. I mean, not eight foot, but I mean they were super high drop kicks. He was getting off the ground so high, popped his shoulder out, and they had him come on TV every week because they didn't want him to, like to go out of the like. like and he sink. was
2: talking the injury, and he was yeah right right giving right. recovery time.
1: So that's. They people he was doing it from a, a face perspective, not from a heel perspective. So he they thought he was going to be a face. But because the crowd hated it, now he's a heel. <laughs> so here's Scott Steiner getting beat up. Here comes Orton. The crowd kind of thinks, oh, maybe he's going to jump in there and try to be this young guy helping him. Turns out he's with them. So that's when the faction was formed. Mm-hmm. Not too long after that, both him and and Bautista and Randy Orton, I should say, both got hurt in the match with the Dudley boys. Uh Bubble Ray Dudley landed on Randy's ankle. could really shattered his ankle. Batista tore his tricep. So they were always going to keep because Orton was going to come back faster from the injury. It was going to take Batista a little bit longer. So they were going to get rid of Batista and bring in Mark Jindrak. So Jindrak, which they actually filmed vignettes with Jindrak in the black suit walking with right. the, the, the evolution. And, and Triple H just saw that Randy Orton and Mark Jindrak, even though they were friends, they were riding partners they they, they didn't mesh well because they were bad influences one of them. Right. Immature. They were two young guys. Leading each other down the you wrong know, path. Ra- Randy was, what, 21 at the time? Yeah. yeah. something like that. And Jindrak, I think, was 23 or 24.
0: You know. Well, so Orton's 24 when he wins the belt at that summer. That's three years ago, yeah. was so, so. so three years. He's about 21. Yeah. yeah, 21.
1: And Jindrak's, I think, I think 23, 24. Two really good-looking young guys oh, going of course, out. yeah. You know, talking shit, chasing after girls, you know,
0: Important, s- famous for it. Right, Orton. Yeah. menace. That right. guy was yeah. a menace. Right,
1: so you have these two guys, and Triple H said, "Listen, you could do anything you want to do in this business. You have all the twos in the world, but you got to get away from this guy." So ultimately, they decided that Jindrak was not like that; he was not mature enough to be a member of this group. Right, because this was supposed to be a well-dressed, you know, a new, a basically, essentially, a, a new four-horseman.
2: Right, and it's actually funny because he tweeted that. He wasn't mature enough right. to be that fourth guy, and at that time they made the right decision by going to Batista. Right. So, Jim, tell us about now the on-screen formation of Evolution and and why they tried to model after like the Four Horsemen so much. And there was because there was groups before that tried and had failed, and I think this was the first super successful.
0: So I don't know how many there were before that really tried to do the actual Four Horsemen gimmick, but since Evolution there was they tried it in TNA with Rick Flair, AJ Styles and um Frankie Kazarian called Fortune. There's obviously the Four Horsewomen of NXT. Mm-hmm. And there we just read about another little uh small promotion they did the Extreme Horseman. with CW Anderson. I, is that CW Anderson's I think a Jersey uh uh
1: Jersey wrestler. So yeah. not I think he came in at the tail end of ECW, but he's very popular. Um, like you know, I I uh, I go to a lot of toy shows, and he's always doing autographs at the toy
0: shows. He's oh, really? Like, so local, know, like a local, uh, like a local legend kind yeah. of deal. You know? And then obviously, most recently, we see it with the Pinnacle, right. even though they're like kind of. It's weird what the Pinnacle's doing. Well, there's anyway. four.
1: There's four guys in the Pinnacle because Wardlow. Yes, he's a wrestler, but he's not he's more of a, a MJF's heavy than he is a wrestler. Right, of course. Cause, and now, but now they're, I guess, kind of transferring spears into that because the thing is you have the DNA of, of the horseman with Tully. Anytime you put a member of the horseman, it's going to be the horseman, but it's not the horseman. Right. Because you know, there's two schools of thought when it comes to the horseman. The original four, which was Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, Tully Branchard, Ric Flair, with J.J. Dillon as the manager. That's the original four horsemen. Then the second incarnation of the four horsemen, I believe it was Luger. They, uh, Tully had gotten himself in trouble with drugs. Mm-hmm. Then, then Luger came in. And then it was Barry Wyndham. So that Barry Wyndham horseman, that was Flair, Tully, Arn, and no, yeah, Flair, Tully, Arn, and Barry Wyndham or the original four, those are cons- basically considered four. Yeah, so the four. Tr- Win- Barry
0: Windham is always usually considered in that
1: conversation. Right. I mean, it depends on how old the person you talk to is. You know what I mean? Who's like, in the right, Hall of Fame? Um, Barry Windham? Well, that's Barry a good question. Windham. What what four are in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. It's Barry Windham. Barry Windham Morning. That's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. But in the, in I think in Meltzer's Hall of Fame and most of the other ones, I think it's Ole. All right.
2: So they form on screen, Right. They get their name Evolution, like, take us through that night. So that night. Or that 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 time well, so, period, the uh, beginning.
0: January 20th, 2003, Orton joins in on the attack on Steiner. Two weeks later, so I guess that's early December, Monday Night Raw, <laughs> is where they get the naming of Evolution. And obviously, Hunter's the lead guy. They're all in suits for this promo, I believe, right? Yes, right. Yeah. Which, are they kind of responsible for bringing suits back to tv wrestling like in a cool way because like well th- back in the day everyone if you weren't in your ring gear you were in a suit And right. now Wardlow's big on it he like yeah. he said he tried out for wwe not to get too far he went to go try off wwe before aew he said he's the only guy who showed up in a suit right and i think he left the tryout i don't even think he finished because yeah. he was like no i'm the only wrestler in the room right these guys are all failed football players and whatever else yep and like they don't have enough respect for the business to show up in a suit. Right, right. right,
1: right. Well, that's that's Flair's big thing was always the suit. You know what I mean? Because you're a businessman. And Flair lived the Four Horsemen gimmick, and really Evolution kind of lived that same gimmick. He's like, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Hunter was what like, could
0: feel good, play good. Right.
1: You know, because Randy Orton was showing up to the arenas in like track pants and a and a hoodie, and and Triple H is like, no, come correct. If you're gonna come here, come correct. Put a suit on. Look professional. Look the part. You know it's not just about being the part it's about looking the part also. 100 percent,
0: yeah so they caught the promo but we're we're evolution and we represent the evolution of professional wrestling again 2002 2003 a time where vince wasn't afraid of the word or the phrase professional wrestling right still even though he wanted it to be sports entertainment obviously rick represents the past Hunter himself represents the present, and these two young cats, Randy Orton and Dave Batista, represent the future. Mm-hmm. Which they were right, they turned out to be 100% right. You of know, course, yeah, two major pillars of the brutal aggression era, and then even transferring into the PG era. Dave Batista, Randy Orton, and John Cena carried the, the early part of the PG era.
1: Now, let me let me. I know this is maybe a question for more towards the end, but Randy Orton and Batista don't get in there. Number one, does the faction work? with any other two wrestlers. Like, if you're in that time period, what other two wrestlers would you be able to put in that position? Like, Cena doesn't fit that
0: mold. No. He would have, though. No. If you could have brought Cena up, because at this point, Cena is just off as the prototype and failing, yeah. right? So, if you would have just brought him straight in as, like, it's me, it's Orton, it's Rick, me meeting Hunter, and but say Batista's is not in, or you wanted to bring him in, then he got hurt, you could just bring in, no one knows who, the, who John Cena is yet. If you just ign- you don't bring him up, uh, he came up like <coughs> earlier that year, right? He's the prototype.
1: Well, he came that that was like right after the Vince ruthless ruthless aggression promo, where Cena came in, and then Kurt Angle said, "What quality do you think that you have?" Right. and
0: that's like, one, ruthless. Or, yeah, yeah. But you just my point. You just don't bring him on TV because the majority of people aren't looking to find OVW taped television because right. like you could go find it on. You know, some of the other bullshit channels that are taped. Because they would tape TV. Right. I didn't watch it. Did you watch WWE? No. no one knew. I didn't even know it existed until know, after. Up until, like, almost college. No, high school. Up until, like, high school, I didn't even, like, you show up on WWE TV, now you're a pro wrestler. I Nothing outside of WWE TV even registered in, <laughs> in the general masses head. So if you just bring him up, you never call him the fucking prototype. Just, we're calling him John Cena. Well, they didn't
1: call him the prototype. They never called his His name was. M- he was w- only the prototype. He was the down prototype in OVW. O- OVW, w- yeah. saying o- When he w- came up, he was John Cena. He was just John Cena. He was no. Yeah.
0: no. If you would have just brought him up and just don't let him, you know, let him hide under the wing and under the mic skills of the other three of them and you let him just go do his thing. I think he probably, now it's hard to say because Cena is one of the greatest ever.
2: He, yeah. Know, I, don't I think, think
0: his career would have went, wouldn't have been any worse, but it would have been a hotter start. Well, because he almost failed let me ask, as, let me like, ask this, prototype.
1: Let me ask this question a different way. Say you take Orton and Batista out, and you insert Cena and Lesnar. So it's it's now because you the four guys that all came up through OVW. Do you take if you put those two guys as opposed to Orton and Batista? Does it work? No, I think Orton needs to be in there. No, I
2: think Orton absolutely. 100% Batista needs is to be
0: disposable. In there. Even when they did the 2014, when they came back. I didn't need Dave there. Go make Guardians Three. Like I no, didn't need Dave but, to be there then. Right, but
1: that's just that's just Vince.
2: Now thing. at that time, at that time, and we're going to get into it because you, Whitey, say that the best part of Evolution was, well, you could just let's get into it now. Was was Batista and Triple H's feud when they were breaking up? That's the best moment you're saying.
1: Well, in, in I think that feud was their best feud.
2: Right. So he had a. Batista had a, a large role in Evolution. You know what you, I mean.
1: You could say because, like, when, when you look back at the that brief run that they had from two, like the end, the beginning, end of two thousand two to like the beginning of two thousand five, who do you like? Who do you picture as like their main opponents?
0: Like when you think of their main opponents, you think of like the feuds
1: within their themselves. I
0: when I think of Evolution, you don't think so much about their feuds externally. I think it's all about the internal feuds. Well, that's, that's my, I, like, that's I my point. I think their yeah. best feud is Randy Orton. Um, but some of their good feuds uh, externally, they had the good match, the three-on-two handicap match at WrestleMania 20. They right. had a good feud with Rock and Sock. And they had a good feud against Vince for a little bit there. Well, not necessarily. I mean... They kind of feuded with Vince.
1: Because it always, it always, to me, a lot of it felt like whoever Triple H is feuding with, that's who, who evolution, evolution was, was fading with. Yeah, like yeah, like Batista and Ric Flair are going to go out and win the tag titles, and Orton's going to win the IC title, but they weren't having great. You know, or- Orton and RVD had like a nice little month long promo, you know. But like they, 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 there wasn't like this long term. Like when you think of the Shield, like you think of like oh they feuded with DX, they feuded with with um, evolution, evolution, the Wyatt family, the Wyatt family, like the New Day, they had like good feuds. But with Evolution, it was just more about Triple H is the champ. These are the guys that are all kind of seconding him and they're helping him out. But once Orton kind of broke away and once Batista kind of broke away, that's when everything became interesting. That's when the few... Well, these guys became main event players. Right. I
0: well, mean, I, I think the story with Evolution is always going to be did uh, again, I mean, about the infighting, about what they, they used themselves to jump off. Like right. Batista 100%. and Randy Orton used Hunter as a, a launching point to jump but, off. Because even so. I don't, we'll get into that later but the most iconic moment in evolution in my opinion but Orton breaks up right? He's got the belt. In those weeks following him getting kicked out and him going on his own as a cha- as a the champ not getting over as a babyface kind of struggling a little bit to carry the show as the champ and then he goes into this long feud with Hunter that lasts all the way till Royal Rumble of 2005 mm-hmm. and after that he finds his footing and he Kind of starts to become the legend. The legend, right? You know, so I would say he probably, you know, they all needed it, and they all were better off for it, right? Did anyone they work with outside of the faction benefit from them? No, no, no. But it wasn't about others. It was about it was about getting Rick back to you know to his old self, and it was about getting these two young studs. We need top tier main event level talent. Now, because like you said, Rock and Stone Cold gone. Right. So there's within an eighteen month time span, you've made Randy Orton a main event player. Right. Within another ten months, you've made Batista a main event player. Mm-hmm. So th- there's
2: two. Yeah. Well, there's two schools of thought, right? And you mentioned previously that the reign of terror that Triple H was on, where he was going over on everybody. You couldn't. You were. You were being buried by him, basically, right? Well, that still was happening as Evolution was formed, right? So you take it from two ways, you say, yes, the goal backstage was to create these two stars and they did just that. But the, the downside, the con to it, everybody said, what people say is that they buried how many people along the way? So yes, they created these two stars and yes, they hung around for years. So the question is, was it a good, overall, when you look back on it now, right? Forget what they did when they were together. But the overall lasting impact, was it more of a good thing or more of a bad thing? Did they bury too much talent on the way to this?
0: I'll answer that question with a question. Did the click bury too much? Is, is, was, are we better off or worse off as in the company of professional wrestling and the whole landscape for having the click? Are we better off or worse off? Because they buried everybody. They ruined a lot of careers. They ruined careers on people they just didn't get along with personally. They were not great... T- yeah, Shane Douglas. They did Shane Douglas. Yeah, they the ruined Shane Douglas.
2: Yeah, but you have to break You have and, to break this Hunter down. And Hunter
0: was a part of the clique. And Hunter, just as just as bad as Sean, just as bad as Nash and Diesel, just as bad as X-Pac was one of the worst of them, but he wanted everyone under his thumb. Hunter, at this point, if he didn't like you personally, he wasn't fucking putting his shoulders down for you. So, so
2: to me, it sounds like you're taking a very negative aspect no, on it. No, but
0: I... So I just think it's a known fact that in this business, people... Get like people, the people who find the most success. Hulk, even to a degree, Hulk fucking wasn't doing the job or favors for anybody. He wouldn't come in and do a favor for someone. Uh, yeah, oh, but you are the comp. The landscape of the business is better off for having Hulk. It's better off for the clique. It's better off for the NWO, and it's better off for Evolution. So did some guys? Their lives might have gotten ruined. Their careers might have gotten ruined. Yeah, and that's so.
2: On record, this the Evolution was a great thing. Great for the
0: thing WWE. for professional wrestling, Whitey.
1: Well, you could look at it. The, the, the easiest way is you already got Batista in the Hall of Fame. So through Evolution, Guy got himself to the Hall of Fame. Randy right. Orton is a no-doubter. No-doubt Hall of Famer.
2: Hall of probably Famer. Twi- well, twice over, all, yeah. They're
0: all going to go in a second time. Right. So Orton's for Rick's third. So yeah. I think at the time,
1: without the other top guys, you, know, you had Taker on the other channel. You had Edge, Guerrero, Benoit, uh, all on the other channel. Mysterio, Angle, all on the other channel. Lesnar on the other channel. They were most interesting part of raw in that time period because you're you see these two guys evolving into becoming top flight superstars you have triple h in the reign of terror but again it's like who who else would you have put the title on at that point besides triple h
2: oh i agree so my question to you is because we were 10 was it cool were like were they were they cool to like or did you hate them so when you watched them you were like yeah they're you know, or did you have an over overwhelming hate for these guys, no. or were you like, "Wow, these guys are badass. I like it." Because for me, our comparison is the Shield. I love the Shield in their top heel moments. I I was all about it.
1: All right. So as a huge action figure guy, when Randy Orton and Dave Batista had their debut style figures, like Batista's debut figure came in the same set as a Scott Steiner figure, and Batista was in his Evolution garb. Randy Orton's first. First figure was like that, like the he had the I don't know what hairstyle it is, where the hair came down over on his forehead. Mm-hmm. And it was like a like Caesar. Not really a Caesar, but it was like overgrown a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was shaggy. 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 Yeah, I wanna Maybe say shaggy, just yeah. shaggy. He looked shaggy. But then when his evolution figure came out, that was an incredibly hard figure to track down. So people wanted those four guys in that evolution garb in an action figure. I wanted those figures as Evolution. Like, I had the Randy Orton debut figure, but I didn't want that figure anymore. I wanted the Evolution Randy Right, Orton, right, Because that's how I pictured Randy Orton. So- The red trunks. Right? Was it cool? Yeah, they were cool. They had an awesome theme song. Were they
2: must-watch TV? Like, when you turned on Raw, were you like, okay- It
1: was the most interesting thing on Raw. Right. Was I turning on Raw to see Evolution? Not necessarily.
0: Like, I'll put it this way. One of the m- biggest uh, guys in this aspect in, like, my history of watching pro wrestling- When the lights went off and there was time for the fireflies and Bray Wyatt had the stick in his hand, different. I would tell people to shut up. Yeah. Like we'd be watching Monday Night Raw with friends of ours, like in college that didn't really watch wrestling. They were just there to hang. And they'd be telling stories about like the Met game from earlier. Yo, when Bray Wyatt has the stick, you (laughs) shut your (laughs) fucking mouth. Yeah, there was not
1: there was none of that with evolution. Like I said, they were the best thing on Raw at that time period. But was it like I had to stop everything I was doing because oh Triple H and Evolution are coming out on TV? Right? No.
2: Okay. All right. So <laughs> here's my next question. Um, the best wrestler, worker, we'll call, at that time in the stable, who was the most eye-popping worker? For for me, it was probably still Triple H uh, at that time. They were too young. If you had asked me at the very end of it, so there's like you could break it down into two periods of when it started and when it ended, I'll say Triple H through and through. That's the easy answer. Jim, what do you got?
0: Obviously, by the start, it's Triple H, and Triple H doesn't lose anything by the end of this. But he's already at his probably max potential peak. peak. He's clo- he's a pro- he's at the peak or approaching the peak for his individual singles career. Oh, he's probably a- that's by the-, the end of this. By the time it's all said and done, and they close the book on this on this feud, where he goes over Orton at Rumble two thousand five, Randy Orton starts as like probably a mid quarter at best, and by the time it's over, he's you know main eventing every other show for the next 10 years. So I got to go Randy. Randy gained the most out of Evolution. I, I,
1: I could argue that Batista gained the most because coming out of WrestleMania 21, Batista's a champ. You know, the top two guys in the company at that point are John Cena and Dave Batista. You know, Randy Orton, they, they, they didn't have the confidence in Orton coming out of Evolution that they thought they would. You know, everybody knew Orton was going to eventually the be the prob-
0: guy. The problem with that is... Uh, the the face thing didn't work. The baby face thing didn't work.
1: No, he's a better heel than he is a face. Right, and it 100%. took I think it took them a little while to figure that out. But you got to remember, he went into like he didn't have a title match at WrestleMania, but he went into WrestleMania uh, against the Undertaker, you know, and started that that run of Undertaker's crazy streak matches. Right. So, but then you look at Batista and well, Batista's, you know, alongside Cena, the top two guys in the company because they're the two champions.
2: Well, Whitey's perspective is pretty good because think of it this way. In my opinion, no matter what, Orton would have been some way he would have found his way to be that guy. Right? Eventually. And I feel the same way about like Lesnar and not really so much Cena because we know that he was on the verge of being cut and then whatever happened happened. But we knew those guys were going to be those guys. Batista, I feel like he had the most to gain because I don't know if, if he got stuck in the, if they chose who's the margin, forgot, margin drag. drag over Batista, I don't know if Batista would have ever been something. He might have just been, you know, it helped that me. guy. He's,
0: here's the, what I can say to that: is he might not have been something, but not without them throwing everything against a wall. Because if there's one thing Vince loves, it's size. And Dave Batista, six all six five two seventy of him with 10% body fat. Like,
2: right, but Triple H he, changed his work. Triple H changed his moveset, right?
0: The, right. the whole so, but, Evolution but gimmick. If they didn't go to Evolution, He w- if say they, Jindrak came in and he went out and mended his injuries and then came back and now we're going to rewrite Batista to get him back on the show and he's not in Evolution. They would not have brought him back. You know He wouldn't have come back. The Deacon thing wasn't working. They would have repackaged him. They would have tried something new. They would have thrown like they did with Bo Dallas. How many times did they read? Did they try to make Bo Dallas right.
2: work? Yeah, but it didn't and work.
0: It didn't work for Bo Dallas. But this is what I'm saying. He would have gotten his opportunities, and if Dave is the wrestler we think Dave is, he would have made it work another way. I think more so for Orton than Batista, though. Def- no, Orton uh, would have just made it work. No or- matter. Orton regardless. was like the can't
1: miss. I think Batista through Evolution gained the most. Yeah. I agree. Orton was going to make it no matter what. Triple H was Triple H. Ric Flair was Ric Flair. But Batista got the most out of Evolution.
2: Triple H did this thing where he always stayed relevant regardless of he had a title or not. He always stayed like main eventing no matter what. It didn't have to involve a title. It could have involved a a major feud, a a faction, a, a tag team. It didn't matter. He was always there. And that's... I mean,
0: well, it's this thing I'm holding right here, the microphone. Your ability to talk on the mic is always going to have the most influence on your ability to stay relevant. And well, then, look at Enzo. Yeah. That's yeah. a <laughs> prime example. Guy who can't wrestle a lick. For a lick, yeah.
1: But he's over like Rover because he can talk his ass off.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's, well, that's what it is now. But he's
1: not even, where is he now? He's not even
2: in like, the they're independent they're running scene. Around. scene.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. he's. No, no, well, uh, uh Cass is Cass somewhere. is on Impact.
0: He's Cass is on Impact now.
1: He's I don't know if they had the pay-per-view or not, but he was there was gonna be a triple threat. It was uh Matt Cardona, uh, Moose Moose who's the ty- the champ, and W, he's calling himself W Morrissey. Yeah. Wow.
0: His name, William Morrissey, that's yeah. his real name. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Bill.
2: Bill so Morrissey. we follow the feud. We the feud. We follow the timeline for evolution. They get together, they start wreaking havoc. they Basically we can say they dominated, right? And like you said, Whitey, they basically follow the feuds of Triple H. Yep. For for
1: Well, in that time period, he had a he had a run with Scott Steiner, squashed him, Bill Goldberg, squashed him, RVD, squashed him, Kane, squashed him. I mean
2: And they're interfering in these matches? Like are they the most they're heavily involved?
1: The one that he didn't have the he had flair, but he didn't have the rest of them was with Booker T and Booker T almost beat him at WrestleMania for the title. I think Booker should have went over in that match, but that's a whole other story for another time. Okay. But I mean, it's a
0: feud that was in...
2: Right, right. So now, take us to the pay-per-view where they all become champion because at some point, I guess a year down the line... Armageddon
0: 2003, they... I, now, you might know this better than me, so I don't know if you want to take this over, but I know at uh, the end of the show, Rick and Dave standing tall as tag champs, Hunter standing tall as the with big gold. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton standing tall with the IC belt. Mm-hmm. You can tell me who went in with the belts already. Who who they wrestled? The, the Dudley that.
2: Boys went in with the tag team titles.
0: The, the one other thing I'd say about that: every single one of those matches, those three matches, the the other two or three that weren't involved interfered. They all helped each other out. on yes. that card. Van Dam was the IC.
1: Team. Was
2: the IC? Uh, the Dudley Boys were the tag champs. tag tag champs, and he beat Goldberg right Goldberg. to retain. Gold-
1: it was a triple threat: Kane and Goldberg. Yeah, Kane. Yeah, because yeah. that was like when they when they did the whole so K- the Katie Vic
0: thing. Hunter is the only one who went in with gold with the belt with gold. No, I believe Goldberg had the belt, so Hunter didn't even have the belt. They all went in, no belt came out with all the gold. All the gold. Yep. And that there's the famous picture of them standing tall with all the gold at the end yep. of the show. And
2: that's that's probably the 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 peak, right? That's probably I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, one be. of the things that you remember. The most of them standing up on the top well, of the to this, apron. To
0: this day, every time we see some of these big stables that we like, we what we, the first thing we said about the pinnacle, get get them all of the belts. Yep. They kind of did it with the elite.
1: Yeah, a little extent,
0: bit. Yeah, yeah. But it was more really Kenny's belt collector gimmick. Right.
2: So I'll go to you for this because, we, like I said, we were young. So now they're all champ, and then there's the involvement with Eugene, right?
1: Yeah. And but that's kind of after the fact. That's, that's, that's more like – Well, Orton. that's the beginning of the end kind of, right? Well, Orton was out at that point. So Eugene came after Orton was out already. So Batista, it was Batista, Triple H, and and Flair.
2: See, now I – okay. So I thought that Eugene costed him the title, which set up Orton versus
1: – I have the timeline right here. So um, hold on one sec. Where am I? So, um, I don't have the Eugene part of it, but I know, I think Eugene helped Batista get into the Rumble or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, so.
2: Triple H, lo- at Vengeance, Triple H is caught using Eugene. Um, he causes Triple H to lose to Chris Benoit. On the same night, Edge defeats Orton to end the seven-month run at Intercontinental Championship. So, now they're losing all the belts. Right. Together, right? But Orton's still involved now at this oh, okay. point, right?
1: So that what's the, what the what's the timeline on this?
2: Right now, July twenty-six, two thousand four, on an episode of Raw. Yeah,
1: this, this is Triple
2: H versus Benoit in the Iron Man match.
1: September of 'o three is when when Orton's out. No, sorry, September oh, of 04. 'o four is when right. When so
2: they're still together at, at July twenty-sixth. Iron Man match happens. It is Triple H versus Benoit, and earlier in the night. Orton has already won the number one contendership okay. match. So he's going to fight Triple H or Benoit, and Benoit wins. Right. And that sets up now basically the, the, the turning point in this whole thing. The next match is Orton Benoit.
0: Orton Benoit. Orton becomes then youngest world heavyweight champion of all right. time. Yep. Now, so we just discussed this. Uh, this is something that's going to be argued till the end of time. We just discussed it off air. Youngest world heavyweight championship, the WCW Big Gold, because SummerSlam 02, Brock Lesnar at 23 years and 100 and something days becomes the youngest undisputed champion of all time. Right. So Orton, even when he got that, that's just the classic Vince pumping accolades to make everyone sound yeah. kind of a thing. Because it's
1: really meaningless. Didn't after the Unforgiven pay per view, that's when Bischoff just awarded Triple H the title? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he just like gave it to him, right?
2: I don't like Eugene's involvement. Because I feel like it takes away from, like, a, Be- a Benoit-Triple uh, H feud going over clean works the same for me. You know, I don't know if it needs that. I don't know if Triple H needs that protection at the time when they were dominating. But yeah. that's just my opinion.
1: Here, here's the thing. Eugene, I never understood. He, he People say he was over. He was never over with me. I thought it was, like, very distasteful to have a
0: special needs person. You know, and again,
1: this is a different time. This
0: isn't even just us saying it in 2021. At the time, I thought it was distasteful. We were only 10, 11, 12, 13 years old.
1: (laughs) It It never made sense to me. It never, like, why are you putting this guy into the main event picture? You know, apparently, he was in OVW with the Cena, Orton, Batista class. And he was a phenomenal wrestler. That they just didn't know what to do with. It. And Vince was like, oh, we're gonna slap a special needs person thing on them. And it's, it's the like, old box of gimmicks. Right. That's
2: but that's craziness. So that happens. It's not about Eugene this episode. It's about evolution. So no, I'm just kid. saying, but, but it's, it's weird. It, it is did,
1: weird. It didn't fit within because evolution should have been like the horseman, very precise, very you know, in-ring generals, all four of them are gonna wrestle a phenomenal match. I think that's what it should have been. But it was a lot of like as as we would say a lot of fuckery, you know. What right. You mean? Just, right. One hundred percent.
0: It was, it was DX in suits. Yeah. It was DX. It was it was if DX was a serious... you know, they were doing the yeah. same DX shit just without the crotch chops right. and and the fun. It wasn't soft.
1: goofiness. It wasn't sophomoric humor at that point. It was more we're going to be serious, but
0: we're going to Yeah, like- we're serious, lethal, like brooding businessmen.
2: Right. So SummerSlam now continuing the timeline SummerSlam of oh four. It's Orton versus Benoit. Orton goes over. The following night on Raw, he defends. Well, he defends first, and he successfully defends against Benoit. And then, my favorite moment, your favorite moment, or feud, or, or or part of the whole Evolution thing was the breakup of Orton leaving. Talk us through it, Jim.
0: When I was going to list my best match for them, is when I came to the conclusion that I don't know if there was a best Evolution match. Mainly that this is a four-man stable, and there were two singles competitors and and a tag team. So like, there's not many four-man matches. But also, just like I like I said, the best parts of Evolution were when they were fighting against each other. This is the most iconic moment of the evo- of Evolution for me. He he defends retains over Benoit. They come out. They're celebrating. They're having the coronation. He's up on Dave's shoulders. <laughs> yep. And they're all going nuts. And this is I mean. You want to talk about lasting impact. Dave Batista got a taunt out of this for the rest of his career. Because he would do the thumbs up, thumbs down right. to fucking everybody. Right. So he's up there, he's holding the belt. Randy's, you know, celebrating strong. Confetti's falling. I, if, correct me if I'm wrong. There's confetti involved, right? Yes. Well, I think the balloons. Yeah. Like confetti, the whole line. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter looks at him and does he give him <laughs> one or two? He's two. like
1: this. He's giving him like the thumbs up, smiling, and then he yeah. and this the turns that, oh that my smile God. the face down to a frown, and
0: then does the. Is it just one thumb, or does he have one. two up? No, just you know, he, gives him he drops one, one for sure. And then electric chair drop, beat the piss out of them, right? Did they all get their shit in after that? Yeah. Batista bomb.
1: Batista bomb. Pedigree, uh, figure four. Figure
0: four. Yeah, the whole
1: nine. Beating them with a chair, beating them with a sledgehammer. (laughs) I mean... We're going off the air with Randy getting betrayed. That's how they went off the air. Right? Yeah. And then he lost the belt the next pay-per-view. To Triple H. To Triple, Triple H. Right.
2: After the whole backstage with Eric Bischoff at that time.
0: Well, the month that goes on or maybe a little bit more than a month at this point. I don't know how their pay-per-view schedule will work. But the time between that. Well, this was the
1: September. This was leading into the September pay-per-view. So whatever. Backlash. Maybe it was backlash. Well, no, not, not backlash. No. Uh, What's we'll after SummerSlam? Whichever the, the September pay per No Mercy,
0: maybe? Could be. What? Were they doing 12 a year A year at this point, though? That's my... Regardless. Oh, unforg- it was probably unforgiving. The amount of time that goes on between the Monday Night Raw, where he gets turned face, essentially, and him dropping the belt, it wasn't working for him as a face champion. He, I, he wasn't believable as a face. You no. couldn't. He you wasn't c- the crowd. He wasn't getting the reactions he needed. And listen, you say youngest, youngest world heavyweight champion of all time. I think to the common folk, and even to people like us, we don't really understand the pressure of being the champion. Like, right. it's just a prop... Right and wrong. So he the whole direction of the show is based on your shoulders.
1: Well, he, here's the thing that never made sense: is you're taking a guy who won the championship as a heel, got the championship by cheating to win, and now by kicking him
0: out of the group, you're turning him face. How, where so and what? what, what does was this the- go over better if they screw him? Benoit gets the belt back, and then they because and, and then Hunter plays the you didn't deserve it, and like if if they didn't have him retain and they just came out. During the match and screw him over, Benoit, and then and then do the assault. Now we don't get the great electric chair drop, thumbs up, thumbs down moment, but it might maybe correct the course.
1: I think what they, if I was booking it, to turning him into a face.
0: Twenty twenty booking,
1: you have Hunter and them stay with him till the pay per view. Hunter somehow gets a number one t- contenders, con- you know, contendership, and goes into that pay per view. They're friends. They're going to shake hands before the match starts, and then Flair and Batista come out. Screw him over to win, to have Hunter win the title. That's how you turn him face. You know, but having a guy who won the championship as a heel, and then all you're doing is kicking him out of the group, and then you're trying to yeah. turn him into a face. 36
0: hours later, he's a baby face? No, I mean, I don't no necessarily
1: way. agree with him dropping the belt one month into Triple H. Well, the reason they did that is because it wasn't working. Reign of Terror.
2: Right. Reign and that's, terror. What we, that's
1: what we spoke about. The whole thing is the Reign of Terror, you know what I mean? Because Vince, the one guy besides Taker that he had the absolute trust in was Hunter. Because he right. had been there since 95. So he went through the entire 83 weeks of getting their ass kicked by WCW through the entire transition of buying WCW. I mean, he's been there for everything since 1995. So that's why you got to put the belt on. Right.
0: W- what about you? Is thumbs up, thumbs down your, your most iconic moment or your favorite that's moment? That's definitely the best. Or your favorite m- match. What, best what, moment, whatever? yeah. You think of Evolution. Think, give me one moment you think of. Well, that's, 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 that's the, the moment.
1: moment. That's 100% the moment. But I think their best feud is the Batista Triple H feud. Because I think that had more of a build up. It, it 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 worked better, you know, with the the, the Batista picking, you know, one winning the rumble and then picking Triple H over JBL because they had the whole like presentation, mm-hmm. and then him doing the it double does. thumbs down to Triple H. Because I think that had more grab, you know, m- more weight to it because of the Orton. So now the thumbs down becomes the symbol of, you know, fu- you know fuck you Triple H. Now I'm I'm turning on you because.
0: Yeah, you did it to Randy. It was so, only a matter of time before you did it to me. too. Right, right. I'm getting you before you get me.
2: Right. So, Elimination Chamber, 2005. The last
0: three remaining,
2: Orton, Batista, Triple H, inside the chamber.
0: This is at... Uh, what pay-per-view is this No at? Way Out, or...
2: This is... They believe it's No Way Out.
1: What's the, what's, what month is it? Oh.
2: Mm, it says, right before New Year's resolution.
1: So it's... Or it's
2: early 2005.
1: Oh, so this is after... So this is This is probably, after the breakup.
2: This is after Orton's breakup.
1: No, this is after Batista's breakup. Because New Year's Revolution 06 would have been leading into WrestleMania 22. Because 21 is where, where Batista beats Triple H. Right, right. So this is after that. So the evolution is done at this point. Okay. That's just like a cool... Like, they were all together in the faction now. They're all separate. They're not together. Well, doesn't he win the Royal Rumble... Batista wins the Royal Rumble 05. So they're still together until the Royal Rumble. 06 Royal Rumble winner is 06. Oh, that would have been Mysterio because that was right after Eddie died. So here we go. So like you
2: said, he wins the Royal Rumble in a, an incredibly controversial Royal Rumble. Probably the
1: most That's controversial. him
0: and Cena go out at the same time. Right.
1: Well, he, the, the final two were supposed to be Batista and, and Cena. And, which it was, and which it was, and and Batista was supposed to Batista bomb Cena and then toss him out to have just like a you know clean victory. He Cena jumped too much on the power bomb, and Batista you know with so much force picking up, they go backwards, they tilt over the they tilt over the top rope, and then Vince comes out to furious. You know, because they got to do something. What are you going to do? You're Vince just
0: sitting at Go and he's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, well, Vince, music. what are we going to do? So that's when he was like, hit my music. He comes stomping out. And as he takes the, he runs, he slides onto the ring, on the ring. He hits both kneecaps on the ring and effectively tears both quads off of his, off the bone. And he's laying from the ground. <laughs> and
2: well, he tries to get up. If oh, watches, yeah, yeah. He, he falls. Yeah, he, and he falls, falls down. Falls
1: down and he's just like, oh, fuck.
2: So Batista does eventually win it like it was supposed to. Like well, they it was they to restarted it with, the, with the
1: last two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And now this is the real like this is the real end, <laughs> right? Basically.
1: Well, talk you want to talk about luck real quick. What had what would have happened had Cena you know or Batista just hit the floor first clearly and then Batista hit and then Cena hit second. Then they can't restart the match. Uh, <laughs> I then, guess. Then
0: you got to do what Vince does best and you got to leave the night as Cena the winner and you work it up some gaga where well, Dave know. either works himself into a triple threat or you just have a title match where what's on the line is, well, the, is the number one contendership. Because
1: both guys ended up in the title matches anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: you C- would have had Cena pick JBL.
0: That's another way. You could have just had and, Cena pick JBL. Uh, you would have had to
2: find a way to get him well, into... Had,
0: the pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania, which at that point would have been... Before rumble, it, and, it, it's fast lane now. But, well,
1: there's two pay per views in between. There was mania, mania. I don't, I don't know which one it is. And then there's no way out. Was the one that used to be before the month before. Yeah. So usually, so you
0: would have just had another. You have Cena pick JBL, and then you just have another t- number one contender. Yeah. Tournament or, uh, like the six pack challenges they something, used to do something again. Something yeah.
2: <laughs> they would have figured out a way for sure. So. I guess the second most iconic moment of evolution, right? Which is amazing that they're the both, both breakups, but it's when Batista on Raw chooses... The double thumbs down. Double thumbs down, chooses to contract against Triple H instead of against JBL, and b- power bombs him uh, when
1: it's spine Busters, right? No, I think he, or it's either power bombs One or of the sp- two through the table. Through the
2: table. And that effectively sets up the feud... And really, the ending of
0: For evolution. Me in, in in order of icon, like of the most iconic, it's the Randy Orton exit. Number two is the where the evolution of professional wrestling—the night they become evolution—and mm-hmm. then number three would be Batista making his contract choice.
2: Hard to argue. Hard to argue. So then they go on a big feud, right? Triple H loses at WrestleMania, and then. Uh, it re- then Batista defends it against in backlash, Vengeance, and Hell in a Cell. So the feud ends, and Triple H basically walks off into the sunset for I think six months. Right? That's well, what then was. they do
1: DX, right? Then then he does DX with Sean.
0: Yeah. Then the the rebirth, the two thousand five rebirth.
2: Yeah, DX. but he but he took he takes after Vengeance. He I know he takes some time off for. Few months, yeah, and then and they would well, he come was back. like,
1: I think he was like banged up at that. Oh, point. yeah, I of mean, course, I'm sure you know. I mean, he had run been running pretty hard for like three years there as like the top guy in the company. Oh, yeah, you know, he, you know, Cena, yeah, Cena and Batista were now the new uh, top guys, but he was the guy. You know, Rock was in and out, Austin was in and out, Lesnar, you know, was I'm gonna go play football now, you know, I mean, yeah, Minnesota
0: Vikings, baby. yeah. Almost made it, too, which is
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: Starting fights in practice. (laughs) No, he never
1: played football and almost made that team, which is insane. That's again. Yeah, but that's because he's he's one of one.
0: Two-time national champion wrestler? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Four-time All-American, yeah. special athlete, but that's
2: that's a one-of-one one guy. You'll never see. I don't know if we'll ever see another guy like him,
1: honestly. So what? They came back in what? Oh seven for like a for for like a quick like Oh <laughs> seven like a, was a cup of like tea, a quick cup of
0: coffee. Uh, but then
1: fourteen was when they came back as evolution. Fourteen
0: sans Ric Flair. They come back as Evolution, and they're going. They're fucking with the Shield. At that because it's three right? on three. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But again, it's kind of like you know they had. They had a nice okay. little now run. Now that
0: that ultimately led us to the "Give Me What I Want," right, which is an iconic yeah. moment. That yeah. "Give Me What I Want," Hunter. That's a meme now. I mean, everyone people well, know no, that. No,
1: no, they had the the Raw twenty five, and that's when the four of them came out, the original four members, and that's where the you know you that's ne- twenty
0: eighteen, right?
1: Yeah, and that was the you never beat me at WrestleMania, Hunter, yeah. and then which led to the "Give Me What I Want."
2: Yeah. So two thousand fourteen, they was the run with the Shield, the Shield, Shield, which was.
1: Solid. Pretty good stuff
0: for older, for four guys who are either out of the business, Oh, Orton. I mean, Orton was the only one. That match that they, I believe, was that a Survivor Series, on, not a Survivor Series match, but was that on a Survivor Series card when they, whenever they did that six-man tag, I mean, that's widely panned as one of the five best Shield matches ever.
1: Well, that's Seth th- diving off the entryway. Extreme
0: right? rules. Yeah. Extreme rules, right.
2: Six-man, no-hold bar, elimination tag match at payback. They did too as well. No, so that run I don't really count towards their main run. I I don't I don't view that you know that evolution that 2014 stuff as that, but effectively ending evolution. Everybody go. We we all know what happens, right? Batista goes on and has his whole run, and same thing with Orton. And this is going to be a weird weighted question, right? Is evolution a top? 3 faction of all time? No. No. No.
0: All time all time or WWE all time? WWE the answer's all time. no regard. Well, WWE all time, no. but,
1: you know. No, WWE all time, they're probably they're I put them ahead of the Nation of Domination, but they're not better than the Shield, they're not better than DX, wow. and they're not better than They might be
0: top three. They're not better than Shield, they're not better than DX. I mean, I mean, New they're day? Not better than New Day.
1: That's highly debatable, though. No, so is like, there, but is New, thing. is New Day a, a three-man tag team, or are they a faction? They're a faction. Okay. As a faction, they're not better than New Day.
0: They're a faction. Now, you want to talk about three guys that were about to get cut, and New Day, like New Day saved their career. Those three guys are probably working in a gym. We might see them at NYWC. I'm going to tell you right now that um, WWE
2: WWE did not make New Day work. New Day made New Day work. No,
0: because they they started with the preachers and the heels and the seriousness, and And that was floundering too. And then I think it was Woods that they were like, listen, we're just going to do what we do, and it's going to work or it's not, but we're going out the way we want to. Right here we are now. King Woods, Big E, WWE champ, Kofi, one-time WWE champ, like...
1: I I do think Evolution should be considered one of the top maybe ten fifteen factions of all time.
0: Definitely.
2: Yeah, but that doesn't feel.
0: But that's...
1: they're not. They're not because like they had a very small. I mean, they're not the Horsemen. They're not the NWO. They're not DX. I think when you think factions, those are the three that come up into my mind. I think DX doesn't make you know the Horsemen and the NWO for me. I would say the NWO, yeah, are the top two factions of all time. Um, but.
0: I mean, look. Take this with a grain of salt, Spirit Squad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna laugh, and that's your answer right there. No, we but took I, it with a
0: grain of salt. I think
1: for for that that two year run, they were awesome. It was the best thing on Monday Night Raw on a weekly basis. So that has to say something. I, I think just think when you look back at
2: it and you take it from, I, I try to look at it from both perspectives, on screen and off screen. And I just think from an off screen perspective, there's not, in my, you know without doing without really thinking about it. There's not much many more groups that have produced two superstars out of it. You know what I mean? Like you got two, and I know the Shield, you got three. I understand that. And I'm not I'm not putting the Shield above or below. You know, I'm saying I think I think the SHIELD are probably they have to be top three in WWE. In WWE. They have to be.
0: You produce three
2: you produce three no names into three lack of a better term no names. To three superstars, right?
1: Unless you were an indie super fan, you had no idea who anyone. But of mainstream
2: were. mainstream yeah. media had no idea who yeah. any yeah. of these guys were, and they and they turned into superstars, you know. I, and
1: I think I think Evolution's legacy is important for the time period. You know, with that ruthless in the ruthless aggression era, they were one of the top acts in the company. Mm-hmm. But as an all time faction, not one of the greatest of all time. I agree. Any closing thoughts?
0: No I mean did I think,
2: you personally did you love them did you hate them my ex whitey but did you love them did you hate them loved them
0: you loved them loved them then love them now <laughs> at the time that it was happening I don't think I knew that Hunter was going to go on to be one of my favorite guys of all time now I know when we did the list he didn't crack my top 5 but he's right up he's right there in the top I mean seven. a top
2: 5 is you know He's in
0: my top 10 for sure Yeah but yeah I don't at that point I don't think I realized he was one of my guys but looking back on it now he definitely was loved them then love them now loved their 2014 run Loved it all.
2: Do you think that the way they structured the group? Do you think that other factions have looked at it, like, and kind of based off like what they were doing off that? Like, do you think the Pinnacle is? Do you think they're doing
1: the Horsemen gets thought before they do horsemen, because they're yeah. essentially like a, a knockoff of the Horsemen. So when people are thinking, they're not thinking like, oh, let me think of you know we're gonna be a faction. Let me think of evolution. Evolution. Like they no, go back to it. They're, they're good for what they were. That's what it is. Like it's, right. for what it was for in the time period, it worked. You know what I mean? But they're not going to go down in my book. I'm not, you know, this is just my opinion. I don't think they go down as one of the greatest factions of all time. You say faction to me, I think NWO, I think uh, DX, I think uh, the Four Horsemen. Like, that's what I think of when I think. I think of the faction warfare era, 1997, 1998, when you had DOA and the Ministry of Darkness and the Nation of Domination. And, you know, I even think of like the the Heenan, (laughs) Like it wasn't necessarily a faction, but Bobby the Brain Heenan was a manager of. All these different guys he had Ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, Paul Warrendorf, King Kong Bundy, Haku, Andre the Giant. I mean, that was a stable before there was a state. Why, why do you feel like WWE
2: has moved? Like, because I feel like AEW has way more uh stables and 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 factions and and at least three man tags. I why think, do you feel like they've moved away from that in WWE? Either of you,
0: I think uh individual IP individual t-shirt sales I mean it's one you want to build the IP first and then throw them in a faction if anything like you don't want to sell shield t-shirts you want to sell Roman Reigns t-shirts Seth Rollins t-shirts Dean Ambrose t-shirts and then also shield t-shirts it's all about
2: so you think it's a money thing
0: yes with Vince everything is about how much merch can we move because they're not making that much money I mean now with the peacock deals and everything else but largely they're not making a lot of their money on pay-per-view buys Or TV deals. They're making their money on live events. Like, who's showing up to Monday Night Raw on a Wednesday at the house show and buying three t-shirts? That's where they're making their money.
1: Here's the thing. A faction only works as if they're all together all the time. Like, you look at Best Friends, that's a faction. You know, it's Chuck Taylor. It's Trent Retta, It's Orange Cassidy. Wheeler Yuta. Chris Statlander. uh, Rocky, what's his face? Rocky Romero. You know, they're all within that faction. But then when Orange Cassidy, two weeks ago, Orange Cassidy and and Chuck Taylor and Trent Brett are getting the shit beat out him by the, I don't know what they're calling themselves, but the Adam Cole click mm-hmm. and, and the elite, where's the rest of the faction? You know, if Evolution, well, if Ric Flair is getting beat up in a match with three guys, all three other members well, of Evolution. They played,
0: now, I don't remember where that was, but at Daly's place, the locker room is a walk. OK, it's a, like that because they they've addressed that on why did it why is it taking Jericho by inner circle? and yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But they've addressed it before. Like, why did it take Jericho and Proud and Powerful so much time to get out here to help Sammy? Well, it's about a 15 minute run from the locker room to out there in Daly's place. Yeah, but have them at at Gorilla then. Yeah,
1: I agree. You know, yeah. you know, if you're if there are friends in storyline, then they should be there for them. Like.
0: I think part of that with the inner circle is Jericho wants Sammy to be Sammy. He doesn't want Sammy to be Jericho's boy Sammy. Right, right. Which is smart. Jericho gets it. Yeah. But that's conversation yeah. for another day. Right.
1: No, but I'm just saying as a uh, it's just their diff- factions are different, you know what I mean? So Right, yeah. it's different. Closing thoughts? That's all I got.
2: I think evolution. I I I think like like what he said, they did what they had to do and they for that time period, they were they were good for that time period uh, you know and we talk about that and we talk about the do you think 2014 it was forced like do you think it was do you think it was forced do you think they Vince no this I, is gonna be good shit
1: no I don't I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think that I think I think they had all three guys there and why not it made sense yeah I think you know I, I said I was done but the one thing I will say is two guys got made from evolution so, if nothing else, that was like the if nothing else that created
2: two superstars, and that's kind of what you want to do for the business. They, they preached past, present, future, and it's exactly what happened. You know what I mean? So that's that's the closing argument. That's it.
0: Yeah. Brought to you by House of Habit Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi Di and Stay There's the Number. Peace out.